In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Come on, the doors are on back. Ah, what the? Is there a door behind all those spiders? <laughs> it's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. <sighs> look at how many spiders there aren't. Where should we lie down for eight consecutive hours first? Relax, you booked a Verbo. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Hi, Travis. And Fernando. Hi, Ben. Hi, Travis. How you boys doing? We're doing... <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm going to go with okay. Fantastic. No fear at all. That's no right. fear. Not well, terrified whatsoever. There's no reason to have fear when you're in the bosom of Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, the heaving breast of Top Hat. You'll be just fine here. Oh, so it's warm. A, it's a safe bosom. <laughs> Speaking of bosoms, we got a bunch of stories to get to today, and they involve big old-fashioned boobs, <laughs> and not the good kind. We're talking the political kind. Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. He has something to say about the Haitian people. And believe it or not, it's not right. It's not right. He is completely and utterly insane. We'll tell you that story just in a moment. Also, flying microchips. They're here. They're now. And they are fun. Yum. Yay. The future is now. The future is here. Is the future as dumb as you thought it was going to be? Yes. Indeed. (laughs) Also, deep fake technology. It's getting so good. It's even tricked one of the most brilliant minds of our modern times, Uh Justin Bieber. Not the Biebs. Not the Biebs. They tricked the Biebs with deep fake technology. We're going to talk about it. It's difficult to do. He's Canadian. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, he has a lot to apologize for. But before we get to that, we must do an update on a tragic story out of my home state of Wisconsin. The officer who shot Jacob Blake will not face civil rights charges. That's according to the uh, DOJ. Kenosha police officer Rustin Chesky, uh, he fired seven shots and uh, hit Jacob Blake seven times, leaving him partially paralyzed. Uh, The officer was responding to a domestic dispute. Now, of course, this all happened in the midst of the George Floyd protests that were happening in neighboring state Minnesota. And the eyes of the American people were glued to their televisions as we were watching or social media devices or wherever you got your information at that moment. When it comes to police brutality, we've been talking about it for a long time in this country. And certainly when this shooting happened, people were already on edge. We were in the midst of COVID. The lockdowns were still um, you know, happening in full effect. Mm-hmm. People were already extremely anxious and quite frankly, they were ready 
in many ways to have an excuse to go out and have their voices heard. And of course, you know me, I'm a massive advocate of the First Amendment, the right to protest, all of those things are crucial to our democratic republic. Sadly, the protests that occurred in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the shooting of Jacob Blake led to the death of two individuals Mm -hmm. at the hands of Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse, the definition of the Johnny Cash song, Don't Bring Your Guns to Town, brought his gun to town, Mm. happened to be an AR-15. Not sure if Johnny was referencing that gun in that song from many years ago. And we all saw what transpired as, of course, Uh, He approached the officers after shooting two people and was treated much different than Jacob Blake was. Of course, Jacob Blake was uh, being investigated for potential domestic abuse. But what's happening right now, again, Kenosha police officer Rustin Chesky will not face civil rights charges. That is according to the DOJ. So it is another one of those reminders. The head of the snake can change, but if the body of the snake doesn't change, then we're still not going to see any justice. This is Biden's DOJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is an extension of Obama's DOJ mm-hmm. in many ways. And the fact that we can't have any kind of justice here is quite sad. This is according to the DOJ. Again, of course, I'm sure everyone knows, but that is the Department of Justice. I think they should call it the DOIJ, mm. the Department mm. of Injustice. Ooh. Although it would still be DOI. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You, <laughs> right. get, you get the reference, right? I do. <laughs> This is according to the DOJ. They say, after a careful and thorough review, ooh, much like the lady from Big Lebowski. Mm, He's Mm -hmm. a good man and thorough. And thorough. (laughs) After a careful and thorough review, which I don't know if that means they were wearing a life preserver. I'm not sure what that even means. It was careful. Mm. He's thorough. Mm -hmm. Mm. So they were very, they had, they put their mouth guards in that day before they went to (laughs) review the case. Either way, they were very careful. After a careful and thorough review, a team of experienced federal prosecutors determined that insufficient evidence exists to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the KPD officer willfully violated the Federal Criminal Civil Rights Act. I would say there are seven key pieces of evidence. Right. (laughs) And those are the bullets that are lodged, I'm sure some still, in Jacob Blake. So obviously the family of Jacob Blake is not happy because this also means there will not be any monetary you know, compensation, compensation for the, for the damages you, done to his to him, to his family, to mm-hmm. the, the community. Yes. So this is according to uh, Jacob Blake's father. This is what he had to say. This is Jacob Blake Sr. He says, I was expecting more from this administration. I was expecting much more than this. Goes on to say, I believe that we're in a systemic system of racism and that this system was not set up for us. So I didn't expect the system to work for us because it never works for us. It wasn't made for us. He goes on to say, seven times in the back. It's excessive. I don't care if you're a dog. Seven times in the back. That's not excessive. So, of course, obviously, in, implying that it is excessive. It's it's unfortunate that this has happened, and you wonder if the DOJ, under the protections of corporate media, as we mm-hmm. talk about regularly, mm-hmm. can just kind of sweep this situation under the rug and say, eh, no one's going to care. Police brutality was so 2020. We're back at it. We love it now again. Oh, my God. So that is an unfortunate turn of events in Wisconsin because, again, there will be no, as uh, Fernando said, compensation. However, for the uh, for the Jacob uh, Blake family. However, we do have an interesting story coming out of Texas. 
And I guess it's good, but it's also another reminder of how unbelievably screwed up our system is. So in 2004, George Floyd was arrested in Texas. Mm -hmm. It was a a little bit of a a drug charge. He was uh, caught selling $10 worth of crack cocaine. $10 worth of crack cocaine is, that is nothing. That's not That's nothing. And also crack cocaine is weaker than cocaine. Trust me, I've done them both. (laughs) Be very careful with that stuff, guys and gals. Get your testers if you want to have a good time or just stick with sativa weed. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, they're actually putting that fentanyl on the weed now, not to scare anybody. What? what? Yeah. Well, you just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, you just scared the hell out of everyone. You can, oh, sprink- no. you can sprinkle it on weed. So, you know, uh, obviously be careful with your sources. Fernando, oh you're gosh. off the show. You're back on the show. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, my God. First, they came for the crack and I said nothing. Oh. <laughs> then they came for the coke and I said nothing. Okay. Then they came for the meth and I said very little. Oh. Then they came for the weed. Oh. <gasps> And I was dead. <laughs> no, you're too high to say anything. I know. So Floyd was arrested in February of 2004 for selling $10 worth of crack cocaine. And of course, this was one of those cases that was used to justify Derek Chauvin murdering him as he knelt on his neck for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he was dangerous. He was a drug dealer. He was a drug dealer. It's not even a drug deal. It's $10. Not a deal. Not at all. No deal. Well, Turns out the officer who arrested him was a dude named Gerald Goins. Uh, he is currently facing two counts of felony murder oh my God. in connection to a 2019 drug raid in which a husband and wife were killed. So the arresting officer for George Floyd, Gerald Goins, killed a husband and a wife in 2019, which just makes you think if George Floyd was going to get killed at any point, it would have happened by a cop. Yeah, because it seems At this like point. that this officer uh, just couldn't resist his unbelievable, rabid love of the war on drugs. Because of this, uh, the Texas board has recommended to Governor Abbott to give George Floyd a uh, pardon in the 2004 case. So if that happens, I suppose that would be good. Again, it's a little bit of a... It's like putting salt on a big piece of shit mm-hmm. where you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it'll make it a little better. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Right, right. So the Texas board, uh, pardon board voted unanimously on Monday to recommend that George Floyd be given a posthumous pardon for the 2004 drug conviction that never should have happened in the first place. The Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles said it had voted 7-0 to recommend the pardon. This is according to board spokesperson Timothy McDonald. He told NBC, the board does not conduct interviews regarding individual clemency recommendations. A recommendation is rendered on each case after the totality of information is considered. And apparently they are taking into account that the arresting officer is a double murderer. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that most of the cops George Floyd interacted with his entire life uh, were murderers. Weird. Interesting how that works out. Indeed. A Harris County District Attorney, Kim Ogg, this is what she had to say. She says, we do not support the integrity of Mr. Floyd's conviction and agree these circumstances warrant a posthumous pardon. We urge Governor Abbott to follow the board's recommendation and grant clemency. Will it happen? (laughs) Woof. (laughs) We shall see. I uh, don't trust Abbott as far as I can throw him. And we will see if he thinks this is politically a good idea or politically not a a good idea. 
currently the only opposition that seems to have any chance of unseating Governor Abbott is an actor named Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so it's like he's pretty safe, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Matthew Everyone McCann- seems to hate him, but they, they still vote him in. They still vote him in because it's Texas. And you're absolutely exactly. right. Because uh, look no further than Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis as examples of governors who will go to great lengths to piss off the libs. They want to own the libs. They're Every, owning so libs. So many of their policies are about owning the libs. And I guarantee you that if this came on Greg Abbott's desk, I don't think he would sign it just because it's got George Floyd's name on it. All right, man. And also, you know, when it comes to owning the libs, there was a while in this country where they literally did. It's called slavery. Oh, Uh that's right. That's right. I think, uh, you know, uh, this is going to be very divisive. This is a very divisive uh, issue because this is very pro cop or anti cop because mm-hmm. the, the you know he it's pro double murderer. Uh, well, you know George right. Floyd. Uh, you know he, George Floyd was caught by an informant. Apparently, he sold the drugs to an informant, and that informant didn't face any charges or anything like that. Yeah, so, because the informant, of course, that's what they do. Exactly. It was even they back in the day. Remember in high school, if you got busted, yes. for like anything, mm. they would send you undercover. <gasps> and try to, to get the big friends. fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, that to me is entrapment. All the yeah. whenever, whenever ten dollars worth of crack Whenever cocaine. you go to a poor person and go, hey, if you, oh, I can give you some money Cita. if you help me find drugs. That's right. entrapment. Yeah. Well, and let's not forget how many uh, officers have been proven to plant drugs post arrest or post interaction with a suspect. I mean, I'm not saying that's what happened here, but. If the cop was already, if the cop is now on hook for double murder, I wouldn't put it past him. I absolutely would not. And when I had a chance to do jury duty in Kings County, Brooklyn, that's right. The snub guns, the snub guns. I did two weeks, and I learned a lot, especially grand jury. Mm-hmm. It's not as grand as the name might mm-hmm. uh, make it sound. Oh, not like a grand piano? No. <laughs> you just decide if a case has enough evidence to go to trial. But the only people that testify are the prosecution. So believe it or not, it's fairly one-sided. Yeah. Right. It was 22 different jurors in the grand jury, and only 12 have to decide if it goes to trial or not. So it's basically a shoe in every single time. But it really was a diverse group of people, it being Kings County, Brooklyn. And I did learn a lot of different perspectives of people who had life experiences of having drugs planted on them, of having weapons planted on them. And I have to say, when officers would come and testify, it was a net negative for the prosecution because the distrust was so palpable. And I thought that was absolutely fascinating because there were three cases we heard in particular, one involving drugs. And I mean, this is known. We've talked about this Mm -hmm. uh, where officers have little almost tobacco tins full of like little drugs that they want to pepper around. They get caught on camera all the time now all the time there was one case like that so the jury and uh, myself included on that uh, decided not to go forward with the prosecution of course again all they do is go to the next jury room and do the exact same thing again until they finally get uh, some grand jury to decide let's go forward with it and waste the taxpayer dollars but there was also two snub gun situations where both of them involved handcuffed suspects and all of a sudden the officers found what looked like the exact same gun, which was this oh, little wow. four-inch snub gun that even a little mouse would have a hard time getting his little mouse fingers in to shoot. But it's still a gun. It's still a mandatory three-and-a-half-year yes, minimum in New mandatory York. mandatory minimum. Wow. So this, for them, is a home run. And in all three of those cases, our grand jury said, nah, we don't really trust uh, the police in this situation. So it's another great reminder that just because they have a badge doesn't mean that they're in the right. And that's why we have to constantly fight uh, for the citizens of this country and also 
keep in mind, I'm not just sitting here dumping all over uh, people with badges. They also want the truth. Yeah. You know, right. bad cops hurt good cops all the time. Yes. Right? Because there's a lot of great cops out there who are just trying to truly live up to the motto of protect and serve. And of course, they uh, get silenced if they ever try to speak out. As we talked again, not to consistently harp on John Kiriakou, but the whistleblowers are the only people who were, who were prosecuted when it comes to talking about Guantanamo, talking mm -hmm. about war crimes, mm -hmm. and it talking seems like torture. talking about torture. And it seems like whistleblowers are still constantly more ridiculed than people who are actually committing heinous crimes under the guise of justice. Right. One of the most simple things that police departments can do around the country is make your whistleblower process more powerful, make it more Absolutely. Uh, uh, possible for good cops to come forward to speak up. In fact, uh, uh, this is a great point. We just had a big case in my hometown of Columbus, Ohio, where two cops were uh, found guilty by the FBI, or excuse me, they haven't been found guilty yet. They haven't gone to trial yet. They've been charged. But they have now been charged with uh, distributing fentanyl. Oh, oh my God. And because we've had a huge fentanyl problem in Columbus, uh -huh. you know, just as Fernando's talking about, it's really? happening everywhere, but it's being distributed by the cops. So, oh my God. I'm absolutely with you. You got to keep these these folks in check. And that's where the DOJ comes in. My it's the question, only thing we can do. My question is the sentiment of uh, the how they view police in Texas versus how they view in the example you were talking about, Brooklyn. I feel like in, in Brooklyn, the sentiment is, is not as a pro police as it is in Texas. It's and, very it, possible. Yeah, and I mean, and I, you know, I'm again, I, I grew up near El Paso, Texas. They loved some sheriffs there. Oh, they yeah. love their sheriffs. Yeah. You know. Oh, for sure. And I mean, again, every story that comes out of Texas seems to be like, oh, one step in a positive direction, then 19 steps backwards. And this is kind of another one of those. It's like, well, at least the parole board's doing the right thing. Here. Absolutely. And we do have to, again, give credit where credit is due. Unfortunately, um, this is only because the officer who arrested him for $10 worth of crack cocaine uh, murdered two people. Yeah. Right. And, and of course, George Floyd rate. died but, and was killed. But the, again, that other dude shot the dude seven times. Not on purpose. You know, the, again, there's no evidence. <laughs> any, seven times. As I said, anything I do to you seven times is probably on probably purpose. on purpose. That's a fair yeah. point. Yeah. Anyway, just lastly on Matthew McConaughey, no idea right, if he right. has a political future or not. I really don't know if he has a political future. I have no clue what this really means. Well, I think if I, I, I got I got something to say about that, Ben. Are you Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I'm Matthew McConaughey. Wow, right what now. an impression. And the only president I like is President Lincoln because he's a smooth ride. <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna quote Dazed and Confused? Uh, I like high school girls. Well, he's got a terrible quote about high school girls. There's no well, that's to... a character. That's a character. Oh, thank God. Well, he's an actor. I don't know. He could still probably win on high school girls still look the same in Texas. You know, yeah, that's uh, possible. In in the in the they science... don't though actually. Oh, thank you. High school God. girls look totally different now because of all the social media. Oh, that's right. Thank in, goodness. In the science community, people think Matthew McConaughey is like a god because of Interstellar, which I don't understand. I, know I have no problem. Right. I love Matthew he's, McConaughey. He's I'm just saying, does he want to deal with the hellscape <laughs> that is American politics? Especially He's just loved. He can run with his shirt off and everyone's like, you are so handsome and smart and wonderful. And if he runs in Texas... Do we know, does he run as a Democrat or a Republican, mm -hmm. or does he have the money to be an independent, or do we even know what party he's a no. part of? I'm a part of the party of Lincoln, because it's a smooth <laughs> ride. Well, then you're a Republican. Oh, well, I don't like them at all. Oh, my God, Matthew. <laughs> this is a quote uh, from Mr. McConaughey. He says, What do I say? 
<laughs> you want to see? Okay, so this is whether he is considering how useful he would be in the position, again, of governor. This is what he has to say. He says he's measuring a possible run, and this is a larger quote. Is that a place where I can make real change, or is it a place where I can drive a Lincoln safely and smoothly because it's a fixed game? You go in there, you just put on a bunch of Band-Aids, and four years you walk out and they rip them off and you're gone? I'm not interested in that. I'm going to drive my Lincoln. He wants to drive his Lincoln. Very good indeed. He also is a self-proclaimed, quote, folk singing philosopher and poet statesman. So I don't know what that means, but it does mean Matthew (laughs) McConaughey is still thinking about running, perhaps with the party of Lincoln. There you go. In Texas, (laughs) or uh, perhaps as a Democrat. I don't know. I think optics-wise, he's an actor. He understands optics. Abbott, he just wants to, you know, own the libs, so he's going to go anti-abortion, anti- But Matthew McConaughey, I mean, if you hear him talk a lot about, like, mass mandates and stuff, he's a he, he understands optics, and I think he would, for example, pardon George Floyd. He would. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that's because true, he, sees the, he sees the, the optics of it, right. even if he doesn't actually feel politically aligned with it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, someone's taking him seriously. Maybe not Abbott. Uh, I don't think he's kicking up too much dust, but somebody by the name of Beto O'Rourke is evidently quite scared of Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) What? This is, Beto has been coming after him, apparently. He threw shade. Yeah, (laughs) apparently he's throwing air quote shade, (laughs) which I never understood as a negative thing because who doesn't like a little shade? Mm. No, you're taking away their light, Ben. You're standing in their light. You're taking away the heat. Mm. Mm. Oh. See, I always find the bright side, don't Which, I? Yeah. <laughs> Different show. Different show, brighter side, Ed Larson, <laughs> Amber Nelson. So this is according to McConaughey talking about Beto. Um, I'll just do this one. He says, coming from Beto, I don't take that as shade. He called me a good man. I say he's a good man. He believes in what he's selling and his heart is in the right place. And he's got the right compassion that a liberal-sided politician needs. But again, <laughs> he doesn't say if he is uh where he is am i am i crazy has he said he's a democrat or republican he hasn't <laughs> no. right he's he's play, again he's do, he's optics he's yeah. doing the uh, he's he's seeing where he fits he's seeing what what people react to mm-hmm. where do i go mm-hmm. and, and sort of kind of a, an attachment to uh earlier this week's episode to yesterday's episode with andrew yang starting a third party mcconaughey says People want a third party, and we've got one, and it doesn't have a name right now. And you know what it's called? What's it called? The majority. Ooh, fair point. The majority of registered voters in America are unaffiliated. Yep. So he goes on to say, I'm hesitant to throw labels, but there is a sleeping giant right now. I think it's uh, necessary to be aggressively centric to possibly salvage democracy in America right now. Question, McLaughlin and group. Does Matthew McConaughey help out Andrew Yang and become the first forward party candidate for major office? Oh, wow. That wow. could really shake things up. Then, <laughs> I mean, I, that would be pretty powerful. No, yeah. You'd be looking at probably a Democrat candidate getting third place in a race like that. Seriously. And, and then it's a toss-up between uh, Abbott and McConaughey. Wow. And of course, my understanding, I believe this to be true, you wouldn't need 50% in Texas. So theoretically, you split the vote three ways. You're looking at a 92 Bill Clinton election where I think, what did he get, 39%, 40%, something like that? I mean, it was crazy because Ross Perot was from Texas. And and he got 19% nationwide, but Texas, where he's from, he really cut into George H.W. Bush's numbers. Well, that's what they say. George H.W. Bush did end up winning Texas, however. So Mm, I believe that's a little bit of a misnomer. But nonetheless... 
it is possible. You got Andrew Yang's forward party. You got the abs mm-hmm. and the hair. Oh. And just the wonderful charisma. There's no denying that when it comes to Matthew McConaughey. I love a good Lincoln. I know you do. You drive your Lincoln. <laughs> it is a kind of a fun silver surfer idea that he uh, that he takes that board that is the forward party and uh, attempts to become a candidate that can make real change in Texas. He can't do any worse. Yeah, again, the Democrats in Texas don't have, I mean, you got Beto, but then Beto got his ass kicked by so bad. Ted Cruz and then was like, I'm going to run for president now. It's like, okay. Um, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you have the Castro brothers are both from the San Antonio area. True. Area. So, um, but there's also Democrats in Texas who come off as very pro-life and there's pro-life Democrats sure, it's, as well. It's so a, it's, there's a lot of... Uh, formerly known blue dog Democrats. Yeah. Blue dog Democrats. Now purple Democrats. Mm-hmm. Purple people eaters. Yum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're against that, I guess. I think that's illegal. Mm-hmm. He, I think he might have seen, you know, he saw how Trump uh, ran and r- Trump ran a very antagonistic campaign, right. you know, uh, really inciting those people getting he's I think Matthew McConaughey's kind of doing the same thing, but not antagonizing. Opposite. Right. He's yeah, exactly. Trying to keep it above exactly. Getting everybody. OK, the, we what do we agree on? Mm-hmm. Let's agree on that and push forward. You know? And Ooh, if I'm an forward. 18 to 30 year old, a.k.a. 40 year old man, that is I am now. <laughs> I look at McConaughey. I'm like, I can't vote against McConaughey. No, I, I would. I can't do. He's it. not saying anything crazy. I think no, he's just not. I think yeah. women, and, especially 60 and up, will be very <laughs> excited to vote. for And Andy we McConaughey. talk about, uh, yeah, it'll be the only time where young people actually vote, right? Illegally. And, and old women too. They love them. <laughs> Clean up on aisle a voting booth. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my, I think this woman's I'm water sorry. broke. I just, I just can't believe I voted for him. My oh, water broke everywhere. I knew I shouldn't have worn a skirt today. <laughs> But what doesn't he have that Andrew Yang has, that Beto has, that Donald Trump has? He doesn't have the stench of losing yet. Oh. So oh. that's also good. Yeah. So, so it can also be a good thing. What about uh, his movie Failure to Launch, where he lives with his parents, <laughs> Harry Bradshaw and Kathy Bates, and Sarah Jessica Parker have to help him get out of the house? No, it's not a documentary. Okay. <laughs> you're right. Bethel O'Rourke has had his ass handed to him in Texas. And yeah. Yeah, so he's, you're right. Matthew McConaughey is coming at this with no fear because he's never failed. He's never lost. He's also, unlike every other politician, he's actually cool. Uh, Andrew Yang is not cool. <laughs> Beto is not cool. Robots are they cool. try so hard to be cool. And everyone's like, yeah, but you're just a politician. Yeah. Please mm. like, stay in the, you don't have to be cool. Right. I don't care if you're cool. I don't think that Joe Biden is particularly cool. He's not cool. Or anyone in office <laughs> is particularly cool, except for maybe Angus King. He's cool. That He's mustache cool. is cool. But it's just difficult. Like there's nothing lamer than a politician trying to be cool. It is seriously that what's the meme from Steve Buscemi where he's dressed as the high school oh, yeah. student. <laughs> Hello got, there, young kids want to fellow young pot. cool kids. <laughs> yeah. That's all it comes across as. But Matthew McConaughey is actually exactly. legitimately a cool dude. Yeah. He is the definition of women want to be with him and men want to be him. Yes. I and- would love to be Matthew McConaughey. And don't even get me going on Ryan Reynolds. I mean, Whoa. He, I mean, he's chill. He smokes weed. He, you know, we've all seen him. We've seen him in interviews. He's, he looks like a relaxed guy. Mm-hmm. Th- those, I mean, nowadays that celebrity mm-hmm. wins elections. Like yeah, having absolutely. that celebrity genuinely wins election or gets you at least some votes. I mean, it gets you Caitlyn Jenner style level votes, but you get in there. <laughs> it can. Sure. And of course, uh, she went to bed anywhere without the uh, celebrity that uh, she has worked so hard to garner over the past few years. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on in Texas. Next year is going to be a hoot. 
I know most people do not think that way. I (laughs) I say that to Henry and he almost wants to punch me in the face because he fucking hates it all so much. (laughs) But the midterms and some of these gubernatorial races, it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out. It is going to be a big deal. All right. So we'll keep you up to date on all things Texas for better or for worse. Prediction. Musk McConaughey. 2020 something. Well, McConaughey Musk, maybe. Uh, well, McConaughey yeah. ain't no VB. He's no lieutenant governor. <sighs> no, Musk. I don't want he's Musk. No, and also, <laughs> Musk isn't. Uh, well, no, I guess he can't run he, for no, president. No, he can. Is he, he, is he a citizen he, now? But you, even if you, you have to be a natural born to run for president. So okay. he could get up there, but he can't be president. I don't. Oh, I'm not voting for Elon The only Musk, Musk I need is the Musk of a new Lincoln. On it. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. It needs to be McConaughey and probably a, a, a gal, I would think. Um, Musk is too. I don't want to see that man in any political office. <laughs> no, he is the definition of that. Would that's the corporate overlord moving into the White House? Yeah, that mm-hmm. is the definition. As we talk about a fascism, Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series on Disney Plus. Experience the full Taylor Swift the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, We were talking yesterday or earlier this week about One American News. Mm. And how wonderful One American News is at spreading misinformation and disinformation, all being funded by AT&T. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, what does that look like in reality? Family and- plans? <laughs> More family plans? I love my family plans. Minutes at free minutes after free, 10 p.m.? Free data minutes? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. A man in Maryland has allegedly killed his pharmacist brother. And uh, he has also killed his sister-in-law and another woman. He killed his pharmacist brother because he believes that the COVID vaccine is killing people. He believes that the COVID vaccine is government-mandated poisoning. Because of this logic, he thought it was only right for him to kill his own brother. This man's name is Jeffrey Burnham, which is never something good to do at a cookout. Always have the ham nice. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm a professional. <laughs> Jeffrey Burnham. Burnham. Yeah. This is what happens, you know, when we, we can joke about One American News mm-hmm. and how batshit crazy all of the programming is. I even watch it and I say, this is, I watch I watch it the same way I used to watch Trinity Broadcasting Network, or right. 700 Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, occasionally, Pat Robertson would hit on something that you agreed with and you're like, what the fuck? Right. Oh, God damn it, Pat. Right. 98% bad shit. Right. 2% nut. Again, the only time I watched OAN this year was on January 6th, and it was very insightful and also terrifying. Absolutely. Because people consume media outlets like that. And then believe it. They believe it. And as we saw with Pizzagate, with Comet Pizza, 
which breaks my heart because it's the definition of mental illness. You listen to somebody like that, the person who went into Comet Pizza with the shotgun, he's ranting and raving on Facebook Live, I believe, before he committed the attack. He really thought he was going to rescue a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the most like mean-spirited intention. Right. It really is the definition of mental illness. And they get fed, and this mental illness just gets fed by these troughs of lies and bullshit that are, again, being monetized by large corporations like AT&T. So Jeffrey Burnham allegedly, again, killed his sister-in-law, another woman, and his brother who administered vaccines. This is what he had to say. He said he was killing people, according to the uh, Maryland documents, because he believes the COVID vaccine is uh, ending people's lives. Uh, Burnham went to Elcott City, Maryland, home of his brother, Brian Robinette, and his sister-in-law, Kelly Robinette, who were later found dead of apparent gunshot wounds. Burnham wanted to confront his brother about the vaccine, and uh, he said that Brian knows something, according to investigators. I don't know what he thought his brother Brian knew, but nonetheless, he did end up taking off in his brother's Corvette, which I guess was good enough for him. He was like, yeah, you're killing a bunch of people, but I'll take your Corvette. No problem Mm -hmm. there. Uh, authorities said he was pursued when the vehicle's easy pass was used as, and a tipster alerted authorities after seeing him. Burnham was arrested in West Virginia. Uh, police believe that Burnham may have killed one other elderly woman, Rebecca Reynolds, in Cumberland, Maryland, before taking her car and traveling to the home of his brother. Insane. So we just have these situations that happen, and it really is sad because if you're this guy's brother— all of a sudden, this dude kicks down your door and you're like, hey, what's up, Jeffrey, my my weird brother? And then he's like, you're killing people. You know something. And you're like, what are you talking about, bro? And then all of that stuff is falling on deaf ears because he's literally become radicalized mm-hmm. to the point where murder is a reasonable approach. Yeah. I mean, this is someone who believes that his brother is killing innocent people. So he goes and kills innocent people. So he didn't trust his own family to not be murderers. He trusted God knows what Greg Kelly, or I don't even know. Like this guy may have been even listening to fringe of one American news. news. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, this, might, this might be even yeah. worse than info wars and Deep how horrible web. that is. Yeah. Because obviously it, Alex Jones is an extension of Rush Limbaugh, who was an extension of behold a pale horse, uh, Bill Cooper, of course, Bill Cooper and Alex Jones more tangentially tied, but it only gets dumber. Yes. Like there is a world now where Alex Jones is seen as super smart. So then that means there has to be a lot of people dumber than him right. who are following in his footsteps. And perhaps that's what we're seeing here. It, it is just another reminder of be careful what media you listen to. Be careful what you take in because the human brain is really easy to manipulate. As Henry always says, it's just a bunch of jelly up and down. Mm. And you just have to be extremely careful not to fall down this mental um, health trap that leads to murder. Because I'll tell you one thing, none of those news networks or people that you listen to are bailing your ass out. No, no, they're not. In fact, I mean, as we saw with Trump in January 6th, they will walk away while everyone else takes takes the rap. And yep. that's what's happening And happily here. so. And it's, exactly. uh, it reminds me of that uh, case in Nashville last year around Christmas time with the, the fellow who blew up. Uh, a, a block of Outside Nashville of because he because he was against 5G and he thought 5G was giving everyone COVID. Yeah. Uh, you know, one American news they can they can say everything they're going to say and they can spout some crazy facts, but the reality is half of the world population has been vaccinated at this point. If there was something yeah. wrong with this vaccine, that, that we would have known by now. 
literally right. 3.64 billion people. Half of the world has been vaccinated. There is nothing wrong with this vaccine. So pushing that rhetoric is just dangerous at this point because it affects people in a mental state like All this. They that rhetoric is just a little puddle that these advertisers can float their little flyers on. Sure. That's all they, they're like, oh, people tune in when we say this. Great. I can sell them Subway sandwiches then. Right. I'm selling it's my just, books. I can sell them my books. So anyway, just a reminder, be careful out there. Um, we got uh, we got murder and mayhem right around the corner. Everyone, shoot your computer. <laughs> no, no, Why don't not? shoot the computer. Don't shoot the computer. <laughs> That's where they listen to Spotify. So oh, look. never mind yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need that. Kiss your kiss your computer. Oh, smooch, smooch, smooch. Yeah. Take uh, your computer seriously, but carefully consider what it tells you. Okay, yeah, thank you. For and now. don't tell it too much. Yeah, yeah, you know. Perfect. <laughs> I think we cleared it up. Matt Taibbi, let's talk just briefly about this. Uh, Matt Taibbi, one of the great reporters of our time, is truly a wonderful journalist. He was just on Bill Maher's show, and I'm not recommending anybody watch it because no. it's the single worst show of all time. Bill Maher is the boomer personified. I've Truly. never seen someone more pretentious in my life. Half of the show, he was just ranting on about people who had YouTube channels. And it's yeah. like, Bill, you're on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> you're such an unbelievable cuck for the camera. <laughs> and now all you do is yell at people for having the audacity to want to talk as well. Yeah. Shut up, Bill. Yes. As I tell him to shut up now. Uh, there you go. Journalist Matt Taibbi, um, he is a co-host of a podcast called Useful Idiots, actually. With our old friend Katie Halper. Yes, indeed. He was talking about how, and we were discussing this uh, earlier this week, how Merck is charging 40 times what the pill is worth, mm -hmm. over 700 bucks. It should be around 17 bucks to the U.S. government. He was saying that this pill could have actually come out much, much earlier. Uh, this is what Taibbi said. He said the problem was this was taking place in the middle of a massive sort of bureaucratic infighting issue between two wings of the health bureaucracy. He goes on to say the head of BARDA ended up bowing out and filing a whistleblower complaint that, among other things, included accusations that this drug was being rushed because of cronyism. So as a result, this drug ended up getting shelved. Tybee said it was, quote, just luck that Merck eventually picked up the drug. Uh, and he also goes on to say there was no funding for it. And it was only luck that basically that Merck picked it up about a month later, two months later. And that's why we have the drug now. Hmm. But it could have been a lot earlier. And of course, now that Merck has it, Merck has chosen to do what they want to do with it, which is make billions and billions and billions of dollars of profit Yeesh. as people desperately need the pill vaccine because hopefully that can stop people from being so horrified. Maybe it is the needle. Maybe it is the the idea of an injection. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Your bloodstream. Really, intravenous. You can take apart the pill, I guess, if you want to like look, look for the microchips, which <laughs> we're going to talk. Microchips are real. They're just yeah. not in the. They're so not. Yeah, they're not can, in the vaccine. They're not in it. <laughs> they are coming, though. They are coming. So you can take apart the pill then mm -hmm. and look at it and be like, oh, no microchip. OK, then you can take the pill. <laughs> so it is unbelievable, the bureaucracy and the amount of corruption that happens behind the scenes. And that leads to. I don't know how much death. We don't know. It's it's impossible to calculate. So they just go on and make their money. Right. I mean, if this Maryland man was told to just take a pill instead of having his brother injecting people with vaccines, maybe he would have been a little more chill about it. Maybe. I, I'm not. It could be. I think there is something about <sighs> yes. the image of the needle exactly. and all that yeah. stuff. And 
Again, I got my vaccine at freaking Ralph's. Right. And then I went to go get something that was really going to kill me, frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. I mean, <laughs> Faithful uh, we, day. <laughs> we all have the magic school bus image of, uh, uh, you know, oh, the yeah. pill getting in the acid and being digested. Oh, so, yeah. you know, it and feels, then the school bus drives around your entire body Yeah, system. it feels safer than, uh, you know, the pill, you know, an intravenous drug. But still, please believe medicine. Like, that's <laughs> not evil. Not to like yeah. an ignorant degree, but to us to a reasonable degree yes look at everything that's happening it wouldn't make sense if they were selling a product that was going to kill everyone because they desperately need us to make their billions yeah we we're needed for labor right we We are we're we're sacks they need our they need us in the sack of the capitalist womb yes and of corporate capitalist womb (laughs) for for people who are not getting vaccinated ending up on those hospital beds a pill like this could save their life because that's exactly what you're hearing the most from hospital workers who are dealing with this uh on the ground Mm. level is that when folks come in who aren't vaccinated they're basically desperately asking to be vaccinated on the hospital bed yeah and of course at that point it's too late they're asking for Invectormin or whatever it is. I just know my pay grade. And I know that if a person's been a nurse for 30 years, they're just going to know a little bit more than me. <laughs> right. Because I consume a lot of things every day that are far worse. I've looked into the vaccine. sun several times. Oh. I mean, that just so you No, know. I love to look into it. <laughs> yeah. I actually am so sick of seeing stuff. Sometimes I just stare at it. I'm like, take my eyesight. <laughs> okay. So Lord. I'm going to trust the nurse. You know, I'm going to trust the nurse. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, not with my testicles or anything. Yeah. No, I'm letting those go to cancer. Oh, great. All right. Let's let's move on. Deep fake technology. Have you noticed it's gotten really good? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> I saw that. I'm not even real. <laughs> what, Ben? <laughs> oh, no. It's really good, then. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. <laughs> oh, Sausage <my> queen. <laughs> That's my name. Should have known with the hot dog eating. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber got into a fight on social media. And this is just the lead into the larger conversation because obviously it doesn't matter. This isn't, speaking of Jackie Zabrowski, this isn't page seven. But Justin Bieber got <laughs> duped into picking a fight with a Tom Cruise deepfake. <laughs> and it's just a reminder, again, whatever you see on a screen is not real life. <laughs> and remember that. Real life is what you can see and touch. And that's basically it. And even that's up for debate. Right. Mm. So in numerous stories on Instagram, Bieber praised the actor who was shown playing guitar, right? So they had an image of Tom Cruise. He was playing guitar real good. He's like, you're really good at this. Hmm. Uh, He says, at Tom Cruise, I'm impressed with your guitar skills, but you could still catch these hands, my boy. So I think he (laughs) was trying to say that he would still fight him. Um, But of course... (laughs) That would be the world's cutest fight. <laughs> so tiny. And to be fair, Tom Cruise is so psycho, I think he'd probably beat the shit out of He'd like Justin bite his neck and bite his ear off. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. yeah he'd go he's, full Tyson. He'd eat his life source. He would. He'd take all of his, what are they called? Thetans. Thetans. <laughs> take his Thetans and use them against him. Bieber actually was arguing with a TikTok parody account. It was literally called Deep Tom Cruise. Okay. Right. It has racked up more than 2.9 million followers. It is hyper-realistic. And the clip shows a deep fake Tom Cruise. He appears to be playing and singing. Um, despite the widespread media coverage of deep fakes and deep fake accounts, Bieber seemed unaware of it. And uh, he was really, really upset because <laughs> apparently uh, he didn't realize that he was talking probably to someone who was living like Matthew McConaughey in that movie, Failure to Launch. Mm. It wasn't until two hours after his original post that Bieber appeared to realize that the video wasn't actually Tom Cruise. And then he wrote, that's not really Tom Cruise, lol. Oh, well, still hilarious. But it is just an imp- <laughs> and thank God that, you know, 
uh, that is a very yeah. lighthearted deep fake. way yeah. to talk about the deep fake conversation because now deep fake technology is so proliferated and so everywhere it can be used by any person entity mm. group and those entities and groups and people might have very different rationale for using it. This guy just wants to make fun of Tom or wants to do something with Tom Cruise. Maybe he's a big fan. <laughs> but what about CIA, FBI, Taliban, oh, the Russians, oh, the no. Chinese? Oh, no. I mean, you guys remember this conversation we had with, uh, what was his name? Jihadi John. Do you remember that story where they thought that the journalist that got beheaded uh, Matthew Pearl, they Daniel, thought, Pearl. Daniel Pearl. Mm. They thought that was fake. Oh my! Do you recall this? Mm. In like two thousand. This no. is about two thousand six, two thousand seven. This is all over like Infowars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That was proven not to be fake. But this technology can certainly be used to tell us anything they want to tell us. They can even theoretically, I suppose, they can have Joe Biden give a speech, and then they could fix it up. Right. With right. with Joe Biden, they could literally in post like fix his face. You know all this, which is. Definitely happening. <laughs> I'm going to push back a little bit on this Tom Cruise story. So this okay. Tom Cruise deep fake is a, a deep Tom Cruise is a real good example because it behind the camera is a Tom Cruise impersonator. Okay, so the person that the the, the that the deep fake is using as a base model is already someone that looks like Tom Cruise and has studied how Tom Cruise behaves, talks, speech patterns, you know, facial. So it's already the 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 AI is just layering on top of a very strong base of Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. So that so you know it's not where I'm not just able to generate a fake Fernando saying you know all Haitians are evil. You know, mm. yet. Wow. Yet. He just says it in real Fernando. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who, no, needs, who needs a fake Fernando? <laughs> but but yes, what Ben is talking about is right. That, you know, we're the it's proving that the technology is getting there. So right. we can get a Joe Biden impersonator and take a Joe Biden speech and then splice those two together. So if, if we hated fake news before, we're really going to hate deep fake news. Deep fake. Exactly. 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 They're referring to it as synthetic media. Yes. So that's the new term for it, or maybe it's an old term and it's just new to me. Mm. According to Bill Whitaker, uh, he looks at the state of the art today and talks about like the volunteers and how amazing the deep fake transformation has become. It can make you look 30 years younger with just, you know, the, the flip of a switch. Right. According to uh, Nina Sheik, and going back to what Fernando was saying, for someone like Joe Biden or Dianne Feinstein or the dude who's about to be what running for Chuck Grassley, Chuck, who's Charles gonna run? Gonna, he's ninety. He's gonna be running for another Senate term. He was elected during <laughs> Eisenhower. Oh my God! <laughs> he's just gonna have a young filter put on him at the whole. Oh, <laughs> Why he not? Looks great. He looks great. According to Nina Sheik, a London-based researcher and political consultant who was advising world leaders on Russian disinformation uh, and election security, when she first came across deep fakes. Uh, she has said the problem has only gotten much worse. This is what Schick had to say. The incredible thing about deepfakes and synthetic media is the pace of acceleration when it comes to the technology. By five to seven years, we are basically looking at a trajectory where any single creator, so a YouTuber or a TikToker, will be able to create the same level of visual effects that is now only accessible to the most well-resourced Hollywood studio. Uh, she goes on to say, it's without a doubt one of the most important revolutions in the future of human communication and perception, and I would say it's analingus to the birth of the internet. <laughs> analogous. Analogous. <laughs> <laughs> analogous to the birth of the internet. Nah, the internet is more analingus. Okay. She goes on to say, entire industries are going to be transformed 
because which industry doesn't need rich media to communicate? Mm. And so this is just, as I mentioned, the future is here. The future is now. The future is dumb. We're all living in it. And um, I guess just what does this mean for, obviously, from the perspective of this show, from a political perspective, do we go to war and find out it was because of a deep fake? Like, oh. I mean, there's real life ramifications. Right, like the, Entire mm -hmm. economies could collapse because of this. That's right. The Gulf of Tonkin was the precursor to get into Vietnam, and they found out that was pretty much fake as well. I watched the great documentary, The Man Who Saved the World, about the Russian dude who thought uh, the Russians right. thought the U.S. had launched a bunch of mm -hmm. nukes. Turns out to be a sun solar flares. Thank God that guy didn't pull the pull the trigger and, uh, right. and uh, you know, go in a live in mutually assured destruction land. Yeah, or go in a murder spree in Maryland for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. So, man, the deepfake stuff is freaking scary as hell, I think. Mm. Uh, but then again, it can also be used for like kids to make fun movies. Oh, okay. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it, it's <laughs> it, it's just a tool, but it's just scary because the tool can be used for anything. And I'm sure cavemen had this exact conversation about fire. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what? It, how did we? How did we combat fire? We the technology grew. We, we got fire retardant technology. <laughs> you know, we we got fire retardant materials. It's the same for this <sighs> type of technology. We have to prepare accordingly. Yeah. You know that we have to set up a you know blockchain technology which i talk about a lot on here Absolutely. that is the answer to these types of things because mm. it ensures uh unique identifiers right you know well it, yeah a, a, basically a social security for the internet how do you i mean do you know how does that an nft the, you know those non-fungible tokens we're talking about that's kind of what this answer uh, it all comes back to it crypto, all comes back to crypto. <laughs> fernando crypto, it always guys. comes back to crypto with all you. i wanted was a uh, matthew mcconaughey's face on george abbott's body <laughs> greg abbott's body my legs and are not like, all right oh, all he right. is governor it's fine all right all right all right oh my goodness i'm sure abbott would prefer to have his legs on his body <laughs> You know, we just, again, like I was saying, we as technology grows, we have to answer our laws and our politics have to change according to grow with that technology. Right. It's, we, we can't think about it the old way. But isn't the technology ways. growing so much faster than any kind of response to the technology? Or, I, I mean, I don't know. You're I'm right. just a layman on this, no, so you're I don't right. know. You're right. We, but but the, even that, we still have to we still have to move forward. Right. Just because it's moving so fast, you can't say, oh, it's gotten away from us. Because then crazy things start happening. Yeah, like, right. you know. Well, it backs up with Asina Ghaznavi always says, it's not the plumbing, it's the plumbers. We have this technology. It could be used for good things. And the guys and the gals who are using it are using it for nefarious reasons. Yeah. Well, all right. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let's move on a little bit staying in the world of tech you guys hear about flying microchips and Yay. no they're not little doritos Aww. isn't that sad when Damn i first it. heard that i was like are they gonna be like little uh like a little fun finally little, they're feeding the little, hungry like little checks mix with microchips i would love a good microchip mm, micro dips mm, <laughs> that's a problem for many men all <laughs> right so northwestern university engineers have developed a flying microchip 
Uh, This was reported as of September 23rd in an issue of Nature, ironically enough. Uh, The airborne microchip is carried from place to place by the wind. And the reason that they were able to discover how to do this was through, speaking of, again, the aforementioned Nature, seeds. So they they saw how all the Monsanto seeds (laughs) fly through the air. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, we should make a little microchip that is just airborne, literally Mm -hmm. carried you know, through the winds, like a uh, wonderful Leonard Skinner song or something. <laughs> so it's roughly the size of a grain of sand. It is called, quote, an electronic microflyer, and it is powered by an internal, it is not, rather, powered by an internal engine. Again, it is powered by uh, the wind. So one of the things that this will be able to do, and Fernando, again, please uh, shed light on this. My understanding is one of the things this will be able to do is to be able to discern how healthy a person is, theoretically to discern if they have COVID, if they haven't taken the vaccine. Is that correct? Or can you just sort of like, how does this work? Because I know you were saying our body emits, everything that we consume is emitted through our sweat. Right. And these these microflyers are able to detect that? So that's a, that was me going like, you know, a few years down the line. Okay. So we, we start with the beginning. This can, you know, sense weather patterns. We can throw this. We can drop these from a plane and see which way the wind is flowing. Mm-hmm. We can drop these in the ocean and see which way the currents are flowing. Okay. You know, start so, simply. We're starting simply. With so like it. when we had that surprise, like category three storm in New York. Oh, yeah. That caused so much confusion for us a few weeks back as we were trying to fly. And Marcus Routed. was like, exactly. no, dude, it just came. No one knew it was coming. So that that's positive if we could get there's, a little bit of more head time. There's applications like that. But as you were just saying, uh, you know, everything we eat uh, goes into our bloodstreams. Everything in our bloodstream is what we sweat out. Mm. And all of that has chemical and pheromone signatures. So technically going forward with this technology, you could say throw it inside a mall. And it would tell if someone in the mall has COVID because they're sweating out COVID particles. They're sweating out COVID virus Mm. or say, you know, say bomb sniffing. This could be used for bomb sniffing because it would have trace chemicals in the air, trace Mm. molecules of of explosives in the air. So the applications are are extensive, but they're also scary, which is why we're talking about. Yes. (laughs) Well, because a lot of people are saying, and I think this is true, like, why wouldn't the CIA, FBI, again, the U.S. intelligence state or even the IRS why wouldn't they use this to track down, you know, perpetrators exactly. or tax? The one thing the U.S. always can do is find if you haven't paid your taxes. Uh, unless you're a billionaire and then it's fine. Then it's, <laughs> they wrote it in that way. Yeah. They wrote it that way. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just like what the drone was invented by a, a farmer who just wanted to have a better view of his crops. Right. Yeah. And then this is kind of the same the same deal. And this, of course, is going to be much cheaper as the technology goes on. It, it's it's interesting because, you know, obviously we're being completely tracked by our computers and our phones, and now we're going to have these sort of microorganisms just around us on a regular basis. I mean, if you if you hit one down because you think it's a fly, is that going to be considered like uh, is that <laughs> is that vandalism? Government property? Because I remember the story about the dude who got in trouble for shooting a drone down over his backyard because his pervert neighbor was trying to watch his fourteen year old daughter sunbathe. And it's like, no, dude. And then he got in trouble. He got in trouble, not the the guy who was perving on his freaking daughter. So I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. Flying microchips could effortlessly steal credit card numbers, not to mention passwords, giving criminals access to our bank accounts and 401ks. It would no longer be safe to type in a password while you were lounging on the back deck. You'd have to conduct all of your financial transactions under your bed or in a tight room. Yeesh. Uh, That is, um, I think... 
a possibility that we just don't want to have. Yeah. Allergy season is already tough enough for a lot of us. All right. <laughs> be sneezing up all these microchips. I, I do have to say that these are tools to, you know, you can't inject these into your body. And the, 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 oh, absolutely. The, the, yes. the, these, these so I don't the, get like a, fun a grain of sand. Bus. A grain of sand is huge yes. for a needle. Yes. The needle <laughs> is very exactly. tiny. Exactly. So these are not right. what's going no. in the COVID vaccines. Just That's right, right, all right. so these stupid. Are the but this yeah. is that. Thank you for reference. Yeah. Thank you for referencing <laughs> yes. that. Because that's the small grain of truth in conspiracy. They'll be like, see, it's they like, got micro flying chips. It's like, okay. And then they'll take it to whatever and whatever they want to exactly. try to convince their audience of so they can sell more tactical bath and chili <laughs> and more freaking um, shitty ass meal kits. <laughs> hey, hey leave my supplements alone. Uh, you know, this is this is science, though. This is this, this will is. help that I promise. Uh, there's you think all, so? But the, yes. But it does remind me of the Patton Oswalt bit about science gives us things that we don't fucking need sometimes. Well, it is interesting because we're also talking a little bit about the Pentagon budget again as we slowly see what the budget entails from the Pentagon. Lloyd Austin, he's defense secretary. We actually watched him a little bit on C-SPAN. Uh, yesterday, he was getting grilled by some Louisiana politician who was just so desperate for his 30-second soundbite. <laughs> Talking bite. points around Afghanistan. <laughs> Honestly, those polit- politicians interview these, um, whether it be generals or other politicians or just people. Very powerful people. They interview them just as bad as Bill Maher interviewed Matt Taibbi. <laughs> yeah. Let them freaking talk right. if you're going to have them there. Right. I blame Bill Maher for all millennial hate. I think he back then he, he, was, such he was the one that started it. Boomer. He hates millennials. He, oh, what, so, shut up! So what he was brave. talking about too. He's so brave. <laughs> I can't believe he stands that ground. He's against the selfie. He's against <laughs> he it. He's so brave. The Pentagon on Thursday has began its biggest effort ever to prepare the military for effects of climate change with the release of a 32-page strategy. Hmm. This is interesting because it's the first time we're talking about climate change from the perspective of the United States military. Finally, a war on climate change. <laughs> but I suppose, as Fernando was referencing, I suppose these micro-flyers could help with something right. like that. So it's just, if they haven't already, a government contract is banging down it's, their it's door. coming down the pipeline. <laughs> I believe it was Northwestern University that created that. Yes. They're going to get some cash. Yum, yum, yum. They're going to get some cash. Uh, this is according to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. He says climate change is an existential threat to our nation's security, and the Department of Defense must act swiftly and boldly to take on this challenge and prepare for the damage that cannot be avoided. Agree with him on that. And then, of course, as always on this show, we will be hesitant so that they don't take climate change a true crisis and use it for their own perversions. Yeesh. Look at 9-11, look at every single right. thing that's ever happened yeah. when it comes to big destruction, danger, there's a lot of fear, and at some point they can just use that as an excuse to put micro flyers everywhere, I guess. Never let a good tragedy go to waste. Absolutely not. Well, you know, what if, if someone gets hit by an earthquake or a volcano or, you know, a hurricane, that's a nice time to invade is what mm. the military is thinking. You oh know what I mean? Gosh. So it's 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 you have to Yeesh. consider that. Yeah. Economically, know? that's what we did to Haiti. Exactly. Yeah. And if the U.S. has insight into weather patterns three days before somebody else does Yikes. Oh, that wow. literally is predicting the future and you can be like yeah they think they're going to have this riot on tuesday but we know for a fact there's a huge storm coming so they won't be able <laughs> so to they do won't it be doing that they won't be doing that at all also so don't the, worry about it also the harp weather machine made the storm so we're, we're completely <laughs> in the know on this thank you the new plan will help the pentagon consider what effects climate change will have on its operations training installations planning and business processes when making decisions so absolutely and again these are military people so um you know it's never going to be used 
for the uh, the greatest uh, causes in the world, perhaps. Mm, yeah, that's a fair point. Although, again, on the bright side, we're dealing with wildfires. There's so many different things happening. Mm-hmm. So 50-50, mm-hmm. I yeah. think, like anything else, Let's- it's just a tool and I just right. hope it's used well. Yes, same with the deep fakes. Make them fun. Make them usable. Don't scare the hell out of everyone. Confuse everyone. Start a war. Apparently, in 2008, 17 troops were killed by heat exposure during training exercises at a U.S. military base. Um, they say that this could help alleviate some of that stuff. But I also think, like, you go outside and be like, "It's fucking hot as hell, man." Yeah, don't go back and do push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> go inside. Let's go inside. So I, don't, I think they are a little bit like, "How did we know?" <laughs> well, it's hot as hell, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's always a good sign to mm-hmm. kind of tell if people are going to die from heat exhaustion. Sure. According to Austin, just lastly, he he says, "We must take on these challenges as a team, from every corner of the Pentagon, on each of our installations and bases, across the federal government." And alongside our partners and allies. So he's talking about climate change in the way that the military talks about everything, which is um, referencing basically a potential either lack of war or, or preparing for war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. War and climate change. That's the only way America can get it done. <laughs> the tornadoes are coming. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting it. And I think you should. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to get one of them big old guns. I want them talking bullets from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. Oh. I just want to get. I want to get. I, I might get a big Magnum and never buy bullets for it. Oh, okay. Just shoot little just, drones out of it, Ben. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yay. I just want to flip it. <laughs> no, I don't think about. I was got a big ass Nerf gun. I saw that shit too. Man. Okay. Anyway. All right. Just lastly, let's just make fun of this asshole for a second. Trump. Uh, he has suggested that the Haitian migrants coming to the U.S. again um, through earthquakes because of earthquakes and U.S. meddling and just devastation in general. He says they all have AIDS. So remember oh, when he, he right. called all Mexicans rapists, but then he's like, now it's time for Trump 2.0. They all have <laughs> AIDS. But I think AIDS is a little played, to be honest. Mm. Do people Are people still scared of AIDS? Mm, you know, with PrEP and pre-exposure prophylaxis. I feel like race, this is a little bit out of touch. It's not a it's not a death sentence how it used to be in the 80s. Yeah. No. I mean, right. the COVID. HIV, just, HIV specifically. Sure. AIDS is still, you know. Absolutely. Right. Well, according to Trump, he's calling it AIDS. It's AIDS. Because it's 1984 and he's drunk in a bar and somewhere in Queens. And I don't think there's anything wrong with making sure that the immigrants that are entering the U.S. like are healthy. There's nothing wrong with having checkups. That would actually be quite nice mm-hmm. to see, okay, what's going on? And here's, and hopefully, of course, uh, help them uh, get vaccinated and things like that. Um, but this has nothing to do with any kind exactly. of human. <laughs> like there's no, he is not concerned. This is just so classic Trump when it comes to why the U.S. needs to close its borders. And the idea that everyone coming from Haiti has AIDS is absolutely insane. But nonetheless, we do have some quotes here. And I know that uh, you, Travis, would like to read some. Oh. Although, again, and again, uh, ironically, Donald Trump backs into a true crisis. We can also help anyone in Haiti who it, it, there is AIDS in Haiti. Yeah. They don't have the medicine. Let's right. help them out. Yeah. Then. We could give them prep. We could help them out. We have hundreds of thousands of people flowing in from Haiti. Haiti has a tremendous AIDS problem. AIDS is a step beyond AIDS is a real bad problem. So hundreds of thousands of people are coming into our country. That if you look at the stats, if you look at the numbers, if you look at it, just take a look at what's happening in Haiti. A tremendous problem with AIDS. Many of those people will probably have AIDS and they're coming into our country and we don't do anything about it. We let everyone come in, Sean. It's like a death wish. It's like a death wish for a country. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Everyone has AIDS. 
Team America World Police, greatest movie ever. <laughs> I can guarantee you that people seeking asylum and everyone coming to that border receives a full health screening, mm-hmm. which includes testing for infectious diseases such as AIDS and COVID and things like that. Even with Title uh, Title 42 or, or Title 42. Yeah, no? even with Title 42 in place, these people still they do receive health screenings before they come into the U.S. Well, at least he said these things on uh, Sean Handy, Sean Fox News, so no one will ever hear them. <laughs> There we go. (laughs) Unfortunately, many people will, as Sean Hannity, of course, has a massive mouthpiece and um, and still a very popular show on Fox News. The interesting thing, again, for Fox News or for Donald Trump, he sees Fox News as the liberal network. Yeah, (laughs) except Sean. MSNBC, the liberal network. Again, Rachel Maddow is being replaced by a bush lackey and all of that stuff that you see on that channel is horseshit. And that's why Bill Maher is unwatchable. All right. (laughs) There you go. So. That's the news of the week as it we see it. It was a good week. It was a good week. It was an interesting week as always. Hang in there, everyone. Uh, again, all of these things are just caused by humans, so we can always fix everything. And it's not, I don't want to be a fear monger, honestly. All of this stuff, hopefully the the microchips, all of, if, if it's used for good and save lives, to save lives, that would just yes. be wonderful. Sounds great. It just, you know, will it? Will it? That's the big question. Will will it too be good? Hopefully the good outweighs the bad. If it isn't all good, at least hopefully the good outweighs the bad. Yeah, if the worst thing that ever happened with deep technology is that Justin Bieber looked goofy for two hours, we'll be fine. That's fine. But I just don't know if that's going to be the case as we have Joe Biden dead for 30 years, except for his. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, it's, well, whatever. (laughs) We can only be saved by Matthew McConaughey. Come on, McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Get in this, Lincoln. We're all moving to a black hole or interstellar? Oh, interstellar. We're going to space in this Lincoln. (laughs) Isn't that nice? Isn't that fun? All right, everyone. Hang in there. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.